0: This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lucy! Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. (laughs) Let the show begin. Hello, one and all. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, coming to you live from Lucy Wow's barn in Pflugerville. Now, you may know me best as Lucy's sidekick, or perhaps you know me as the creator of baseball banana bread. It's sweet, it's savory, and it's stealing second base all at the same time. But today, I won't be cooking, I'll be hosting, as we discuss my favorite subject, invention. Now, you may be thinking, why does Kapow love invention so much? Well, my friends, I'll tell you why. I love invention because I was invented. That's right. Every inch of me from my body made of tools to my butt that plays music like a boombox was invented by Lucy Wow. How could I not love inventions when I am one? Inventions are everywhere and so are inventors. In fact, you might be an inventor yourself and not even know it. Anyone from anywhere can be an inventor. You can become an inventor with nothing more than a little bit of imagination, determination, and time. Which brings us to today's invention, skateboarding. Now, while today, skateboarding is a multi-billion dollar industry impacting millions of lives across the world as an art form, a culture, and a sport, it hasn't always been all that. It took time for skateboarding to go from a way to scrape your knees to a way to sell tees. Let's take a look at how it happened. Now, no one is certain who invented the very first skateboard, but it is known that skateboards were invented in the United States. The earliest models were built back in the 1800s and were made of crates of wood with roller derby skates attached to the bottom. They even had handlebars. Basically, at first, they were a lot like modern scooters. But soon, the boxes were replaced by wooden planks, and the handlebars were ditched to make it more like surfing. In the 1950s, clay wheels were popularized, and this made skateboards much faster. Soon, skaters could be seen flying down the hills of Southern California. The first SoCal skateboards were homemade DIY creations. And while in 1959, companies began making skateboards and factories, these homemade skateboards had started a do-it-yourself creative vibe that still exists in skateboarding today. In the early 1960s, skateboard companies like Hobie and Makaha began advertising skateboarding as sidewalk surfing or an alternative to surfing when the waves were flat. In order to further promote skateboarding, these companies formed professional teams that would compete in skateboard competitions across California. The clay wheels they were using gripped the street, like cleats on grass. And while it allowed for high speeds, it limited your ability to do jump tricks. So these skaters were more likely to do a handstand on their skateboard than do a kickflip. Because of these limitations, skateboarding's popularity ultimately crashed by 1965. Then, in 1973, a man named Frank Nasworthy introduced a type of plastic wheel to skateboarding that changed everything. The new wheel allowed for jumps and tricks that had never been seen before. Soon, the kicktail, uh, the race back end of the skateboard, was invented, and a new style of skateboarding was born. One that took place in the air. This new style wasn't just fun, it was photographed really well. Skateboarding magazines were suddenly filled with aerial tricks, and a new craze of skateboarding began to expand worldwide. It was during this time that SoCal suffered one of the worst droughts, or lack of rainfall, in modern history. In order to save water, people in SoCal were asked to drain their pools. All over LA and Orange County, there were empty concrete pools, and a group of surfers knew just what to do with them. Skate them like a wave! These pools were the first skate parks the world had ever seen. These pool skaters changed everything. It wasn't just their tricks. From their long hair to their rebellious behavior, they were unlike anything anyone had ever seen before. For them, skateboarding wasn't just a sport, it was an attitude. An attitude that spread through the sport like wildfire. In the 1980s, a few pioneers decided that the skate park wasn't big enough. And so they took their talents, tricks, and attitude to the streets. There were new inventions like grinding or sliding the bottom of the surfboard along handrails or tables. These new tricks came out around the same time that handheld video cameras were becoming easily accessible. Suddenly, anyone could film themselves doing anything and no one was doing anything cooler than street skaters. Punk rock music, SoCal fashion, and street skateboarding were combined in skate videos to bring the new rebellious skate culture to the world. Ah. As popular as skate culture had become, it was still counter culture, which means it was considered a little weird. But then came Tony Hawk and his 900 a trick that involved two and a half rotations in the air at the 1999 X Games. The trick was so amazing that it caught the attention of the whole world and made Tony Hawk a household name. Soon, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game was born. Skate culture was no longer counterculture. It was mainstream. Today, skateboarding can be seen everywhere, even in the Olympics. People from all backgrounds skate There are even a few mechanical pygmy goats that skate. It's no exaggeration to say that the invention of the skateboard changed the world. All it took was a piece of wood, four wheels, some imagination, a little bit of time, and a whole lot of scraped knees. Well, folks, we've come to the end of another Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. Come back tomorrow, when I'll be covering more inventors and inventions. And while you're waiting, you do realize there are just a slew of shows that take place in Pflugerville, right? It's true! There's Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Flugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the big red barn, inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat kapow. Hey, that's me! Lucy goes big, and then she goes bigger! Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can too! Keep on the lights, folks! Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club, wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find your way. And don't forget, Friday's Listener Mailbag. If you've got a question about the world of Go Kid Go shows, Pflugerville, or Lil' O' Me, send it to kapow at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. It's very exciting. Have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Until next time, this is Kapow signing off. Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules.